Section 3 of The Brilliant Proof by Mirza Abul Fazl Gulpaigani. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Nicholas James Bridgewater. Section 3. As to the second point, which is Peter Z. Easton's statement that the creed of the Baha'is is pantheism, this likewise is a manifest calumny and a false accusation displaying his ignorance of the subject of pantheism for the teachings of baha'u'llah in no manner resemble pantheism pantheism is a philosophical question and to treat it is the work of scholars and learned men it has nothing to do with the function of revelation or the station of the founders of religions the writer of this article believes that the teachings of pantheism have originated from the platonic school of philosophy which is founded upon devotion seclusion rigid discipline and shunning bodily enjoyments the same philosophy is the source of celibacy in christianity and sufism in mohammedanism it was transferred from the brahmans of india to the philosophers of athens and to the platonists of alexandria who became known as the neoplatonists this late platonic school held that the reality of the spirit which is an active essence effective throughout the world is but one indivisible reality this indivisible reality simple essence and ancient identity comprehends all things and the souls of all animate organisms are but rays descending from that ancient reality these platonists in their own belief gathered from this principle the theory that each human soul is a ray from the universal divine reality and a drop from the sea of the ancient holy essence which is confined in the prison of the body and has thus been separated from that universal simple reality of realities thus they taught that a seeker of perfection must devote himself to severe discipline such as vigils successive prayers fasting abstaining from physical luxuries and denial of material bounties in order that he may release his soul from the bodily prison cause it to unite itself with the ancient reality of realities and reach the apex of eternal bliss referring to this theory eben mescovie cites in his work teheratul akhlaug purification of morals a quotation from the divine plato to wit quote, die by thy will and you shall live by nature End quote. this is a brief account of the subject of pantheism its source and origin
if the people of investigation look with keen eyes upon the creation and formation of nations they would find the atoms of this strange doctrine scattered in the horizons of the western regions they would also trace pantheism to the thoughts of greek philosophers references thereto have come down to us through treatises and essays of scholars and descriptions thereof are to be found in various books and writings were it not for the desire to avoid prolixity we would draw examples from those writings in order that the real truth might be known to men of insight and the source and origin of pantheism as well as peter z easton's ignorance of it become clear and manifest his holiness abdul baha in the book some answered questions has clearly shown the plane of those who believe in pantheism for he has mentioned the followers of pantheism as opposed to the prophets and messengers and has removed all causes for such superstitious beliefs reference to page three twenty seven of that book will thoroughly expose the shallowness of such false accusations as to the third point this refers to peter z easton's statement that the outcome of the bahai religion is a return of despotic rule overlooking the falsehood and sheer calumny of this statement it is a proof of his lack of information regarding the laws and ordinances of the bahai faith he is likewise ignorant of what has been explicitly revealed in the book of laws kitabul abdas concerning the organization of a house of justice in every city of the world the members of which according to the conditions stated in the book shall be elected by the people such members must hold their consultations in the utmost purity of conscience and good will moreover in the glad tidings which is one of the well-known tablets of this most great manifestation the substance of the last paragraph is as follows quote, although a republican form of government profits all the people of the world yet the majesty of kingship is one of the signs of god if a statesman combine the two into one form their reward will be great before god End quote. that is to say hereditary sovereignty should be limited by a national parliament and representative assembly in this way national problems and questions of citizenship will find solution through the cooperation of these two bodies so that the country and nation may attain perfection and people arrive at the highest pitch of welfare and prosperity inasmuch as the original tablet is not at hand the substance thereof is mentioned 
if a reference be made to the tablet of the glad tidings which should be considered from all standpoints as to the beauty of expression in the heavenly utterances surely the reader will exclaim blessed be god the most excellent of creators in one of the long tablets which is considered accessory to the kitabul aqdas he has illustrated the form of constitutional government and representative assembly by the british government the form of that great government has therefore met with his approval and sanction consequently the fear that despotism will be restored is caused by ignorance concerning the commandments of this most great manifestation and the outcome of reliance upon the sayings of enemies regarding international discussions as to the fourth and greatest point he says quote, what new command is there in the bahai religion which is lacking in christianity End quote. although this question is an abstruse one which cannot be fully comprehended by a person unless he be well versed in the books of the two peoples yet we will expound it clearly in such a way as to be easily understood by every soul and we will explain the specific features of this great movement and prove the necessity of this most holy manifestation for the comfort and upbuilding of the world thus may disinterested persons attain insight and every just one arise in thanksgiving for this great bestowal of god the all-glorious it is evident to every perceiving soul that the world of humanity will attain perfection and that happiness and welfare the desire of nations and goal of all hearts will be ensured when religious differences and sectarianism the cause of alienation and estrangement of the people are utterly removed from the world and all estrangements and schisms such as racial patriotic and political divisions etc are dispelled from among men thus may men become as brothers loving and kind toward each other these terrible wars which are the greatest catastrophes of humanity and civilization will disappear the vast sums the expenditure of which is undoubtedly the cause of impoverishing men and destroying the world will no longer be devoted to destructive pursuits and infernal machinery this question is so clear and lucid that the most deficient mind can pass judgment upon it nevertheless this condition has been confirmed by the divine glad tidings and established by heavenly prophecies for the holy books contain explicit record that in the great day which has been exalted by various names such as the last day the time of the end the latter day the day of the lord etc the glorious lord will descend and will unite all nations in the worship 
of the one god he will so train all men in lofty and spiritual qualities that warfare and conflict will be uprooted rancor and hatred will be replaced by sociability and peace and implements of war be changed into farming and trading tools this is a brief statement of the promises of the prophets concerning the latter day it is self-evident that all nations are awaiting and anticipating the advent of such a day and the coming of such a great cause nay they pray and supplicate god to hasten its arrival but the greatest obstacles among the nations are the signs and conditions which shall appear with the praiseworthy manifestation and promised day for all the manifestations of god and founders of religion who have formerly come have mentioned the signs of this great event in their respective books and emphasized and clearly recorded them in their utterances but every prophet who appeared recorded the self-same signs mentioned by his predecessor and repeated the same words yet without undertaking to explain the meaning of those signs and conditions or make his object therein known for instance consider how for a thousand years his holiness moses and the israelitish prophets spoke and uttered glad tidings to the people of the coming of the lord of hosts who would harmonize and unite all in the worship of one god among the signs of the day of his coming announced by them are first the rolling up of the heavens second the sun will be darkened third the moon shall not give her light fourth the stars shall fall from heaven fifth the dead shall arise from their tombs sixth ferocious animals will make peace with grazing animals seventh they will share the same pasture and food eighth the children will play with poisonous serpents ninth the people of israel who in that day shall have become scattered and humiliated throughout all the nations of the east and west will be again assembled together by the lord of hosts who will establish them in their promised land and confer upon them eternal glory and everlasting dominion these are in short some of the prophecies which all the israelitish prophets announced to their people and recorded in their books they did not state however that these promises were to be taken in a literal sense without symbolism and interpretation or that the symbolic texts were subject to commentary fifteen hundred years subsequent to the time of his holiness moses the very same promises and signs were revealed by his holiness christ upon whom be glory 
consider verses twenty nine to thirty one of the twenty fourth chapter of st matthew and the tenth and eleventh verses of the third chapter of the second epistle of peter the apostle so that you may witness the mention of these promises and signs with the utmost clearness likewise his holiness christ and his disciples confined themselves to the mere mentioning of these signs as was done by the israelitish prophets not undertaking to explain their meaning consequently the christian doctors disagreed in their interpretation of those holy books some said that those promises were literal statements and not subject to interpretation and must therefore be fulfilled outwardly others among the commentators stated that those promises were symbolic and that they were words requiring interpretation in order that their real meaning might thereby become evident that is that the seal of the book might be opened in the latter day six hundred years after his holiness christ the seal of the prophets announced his mission and the very same promises were again revealed in the koran the same conditions and signs were identically repeated but again the koran made no reference to the meaning intended by those prophecies nor did it state whether they were symbolic or subject to interpretation consequently were a man to consider what has been stated he would most clearly find that the greatest obstacles against the unification of nations have been these very prophecies glad tidings conditions and signs for the various peoples have been prevented from uniting with each other because the meanings intended by those prophecies were not clear end of section three